0: I like to think about how long it took GitHub to make money on me. Like, I would love you to st- create your Valtown account when you're 14 years old. And like, for the first dollar we get from you to be when you're like 27, when you start your company. Like, That's the kind of company I think Valtown is, and, and I'm happy with that.
1: Hi, everyone. You're listening to Scaling Dev Tools. I'm joined today by Steve Krauss, who is the founder of Valtown. And Valtown has a poem on their homepage that said says if GitHub Gists could run and AWS Lambda were fun. Steve, great to have you on the podcast.
0: Yeah, really great to be here.
1: Um, could you tell us a little bit uh, about Valtown um, beyond the poem?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I guess from, from the medium is the metaphor perspective. Um, the poem will tell you about uh, me that I really love metaphors and analogies. Um, I made a, a list yesterday. I can try and do it from memory. So yeah, Valtown is like GitHub Gists if they ran, you know, there's a run button on Vals. Uh, it's like a, a AWS Lambda, but much more fun. It's like Twitter meets NPM in that it's social, and but like sharing code. So like one tagline I like to say is that Valtown makes it as easy to import someone's code or your own code as it would be to tag someone on Twitter. you just like at stevekraus.foo and then the, whatever the value of foo is it's not just in your code uh what are some other good analogies i, I like to think of it as a spreadsheet kind of like for javascript or like a jupyter notebook uh for javascript or, or code pen for the back end um so anyways enough analogies valtown uh in plain english is a social website where you can write and run uh, javascript or typescript we run the code on our servers we show you the results we uh your code is instantly deployed and hit via via API endpoints. You can also schedule it with one click to run on intervals. Um, there's logging, tracing, uh, console.email is one of our favorite features. So you can uh, log, email yourself as easily as you log to the console.
1: And yeah, many more. I think last time we spoke, I told you that the most fun I'd had coding um, were in the last like. M- recent memory was when I wrote this like really silly script to book badminton courts, uh, for myself and my friends. And I feel like, you know, it's, it can be so fun, but in the day-to-day bait, like job, you get, you know, a lot of stuff, you're fixing bugs, making, making sure stuff doesn't break. And it seems like Town is like, you know, making it so that you can just go and like create cool stuff without having to go through the pain of like, if you wanted to send an email, then you've got to go and set up, you know, it's, I mean, it's a hassle, right? Every time SendGrid or something like that, still going to take you a solid half an hour at best of, you know, boring work. Totally.
0: Yeah. We want to knock down like all of those friction points, uh, as much as possible. Uh, yeah, and and like so, I guess one one analogy I forgot that kind of points to the um, the like the job to book courts. I feel is uh, like Zapier. Zapier for developers is another kind of tagline that I've seen other people that you've you've interviewed on this podcast have have tried to claim. I think it's, it's there's definitely something there where like programmers want to write code, but they want some of the niceties uh, and guardrails of of something like Zapier, and uh, there are a number of us competing for that for that market.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess um, this is kind of like an interesting segue to like, I've seen you've had quite a lot of success with like marketing, like in terms of like Hacker News stuff, projects that have gone mm. pretty well. Uh, and I saw one that you did was the Hacker News authors where you could like, yeah that that did well, right? I feel, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So well. you could follow like Hacker News follow is kind of how we yeah. pitched
0: it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a s- synthetic way via, via polling, via the API to follow people on Hacker News, because you can't actually follow people on Hacker News. But, you know, you could do the same for a Hacker News topic. Basically, Like everyone in our space, um, so I was, I'm alluding to Windmill, the last interview you had in the podcast. Uh, they also have like a Zapier for developers kind of pitch. And one of their examples are on their homepage is also like a Hacker News mention spot. And if, if, you, if you get a mention, it'll post to your your company Slack. You know, we, we have the same kind of... Yeah. Uh, example integration so yeah that's a that's a popular one um we recently made a a list of like some of our favorite use cases and categorize them on the website because that's one of the, the huge challenges of a, a really horizontal platform like valtown is explaining to people what it is what it can be used for could because it can be used for anything it's it's like, like, if you're trying to explain what a spreadsheet is to someone for the first time, you're like, it's like anytime you need numbers in a grid, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so, but but ultimately that's where the power, if, if, if you can pull it off, uh, you know.
1: But. So, so how, how, how have you like, have you tried to like artificially like hone it down and go after certain people or are you just like?
0: More in the early days, I was doing some... I don't know. We're doing like a lot of different activities. Um, we don't have, yeah. So like one, we have this new website called like what can I make with Valtown? Like Valtown.com slash, or val.town slash use cases, I think is the URL. And it lists like a dozen or a couple dozen use cases that we think are cool. Um, I guess eventually we'll need to do the thing that a lot of websites do where they kind of ask you who you are. And then depending on your like user profile, they show you different integrations. That like might appeal to you. Uh, ultimately, we don't want you hearing about Valtown and for the first time, and like landing on our website and being like, "What is this?" Like, ideally, you're hearing about Valtown through someone else's Val. So, I guess th- this is um, co- core to our strategy that hasn't really panned out yet, but I would like to pan out. Like, this is my main focus. Is I would like vowels to be shared across the web on the front page of Hacker News and Reddit and all the places, you would see a GitHub repo, I want a VAL link, uh, which is gonna be really hard to pull off. And I think for those of us who like me, before I started this company, I didn't realize what a coup GitHub had pulled off by making GitHub repos into a web primitive that every programmer understands. You land on a GitHub repo, you know what it is, you know that it's forkable, you know to scroll down to the readme, there's like all this metadata, stats, you know, you can star it. You, you look to the stars, see how many stars there are. It's it, like a GitHub repo is a web primitive in the way that a tweet is a web primitive, in the way that an RSS feed is a web primitive. Uh, and, and, and like thinking about all the ways that GitHub made it a web primitive, like remember the banner like 10 years ago, like for, like fork me on, on GitHub or, you know, pull requests on GitHub. I, I think it was fork me on GitHub banner. And then like even GitHub pages, like GitHub never wanted to be in the business of static website hosting. Like they, 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 they never wanted to be in the GitHub pages. Websites were only, uh, to like show off your GitHub repo. Like that's what it was about in the beginning. Like people like abused the GitHub pages and like made them like a, a poor man's Vercel before like for sale kind of like, and Netlify kind of capitalized on that. So anyways, we're spending a lot of time investing into making vowels also rich web primitives that are worthy of being shared, just bare links to a vowel. Uh, like, we just added readmes to vowels, you know, like get, like GitHub repos have readmes. You can like a vowel. We're getting there, but it's still not taking off. But, anyways, to your point about like, how do we sh- show people what vows is useful for, ideally, you're showing off a snippet of JavaScript or a type or TypeScript or like a, a forkable script. And that's how you learn about Vowel Town. You're like, you learn about it implicitly when you're learning about someone's specific vowel.
1: Mm, yeah. And then I guess it's like when someone goes to create a piece of code, they're like, you're in their mind as like the the easiest way. Because we're all kind of lazy, I feel like. We just want to do the things that is going to be easy because we, we, we've got this cool idea. We just want to make it happen fast a lot of the time, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, the keyword is default. Like
0: Valtown needs to be the default place you go to code in the same way that Twitter is a default place you go when you have like, ah, this is a thought that like my audience would like. Uh, And you just pull open Twitter wherever you are. Like Valtown, you just pull it open. You're on the train. Well, I guess as long as the train's above ground, you pull up in Valtown and you're just coding away on your phone and, you know, you can build the whole thing. And, and like also the default place you go to f- find examples of things that have already been done. So like, you're like, oh, I wanna play with the Tana API. You just go to Valtown, search for Tana and you find like 17 examples. And you're like, oh, that's close to what I want. Copy and paste. And you're off to the races. Like, but part of the magic of Valtown is that Vals all, all, all like share a runtime. And so there's no like installing the language, getting the version right, making sure the packages work it, like you really only have to think about the code because if it worked for someone else, it's gonna work for you.
1: Yeah, sounds difficult to do on your side, I guess. But
0: <laughs> our solution is just it's very restricted. Like it's only like the one version. Everyone gets the same version of mm. TypeScript, <laughs> uh, yeah. and 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 so there's no conflicts. Like if there are conflicts, everyone suffers from them. Like if we upgrade TypeScript yeah. and it like breaks some code from before then it breaks for everybody, which uh, Mm. maybe one day we'll uh, have a more nuanced approach to it. And like, there'll be different versions of the Val 10 runtime that you can like explicitly pin. Uh, We'd like to avoid that as long as possible, but um, it might become inevitable one day.
1: Because you see it as like a social network, almost, you said, right? like Yeah, yeah. And so that is so important to have it like that you can play around with, yeah. One of the core um, principles of valetian is composability.
0: So like, this is the reason why vowels are small snippets, like tweets are small snippets, because like the reason, uh, uh, to take a step back, like why, why are tweets limited in character lanes? Like why do, when you make a tweet thread, you make like a series of tweets. I think the reason is so that each individual piece is likable individually, reply toable individually, ad infinitum, and then retweetable individually ad infinitum in every direction. And so like, you know, you could imagine this at the word level or the character level. You know, but but ultimately at the tweet level is kind of the right semantic abstraction. It's like kind of like a sentence, kind of like a paragraph. And you could break it up however you want, whatever you think is like the atomic unit of your thought. I think that's perfect for Twitter. And and the same for Valtown. And you know, we the Valtown style is like small snip small functions that you compose into larger functions and so then you can reuse all of your little functions and so can everyone else in the world if you make them public and so uh, like we all benefit from composability and in theory like less code needs to be rewritten because you can just import someone else's thing and and they don't have to go through the the um like the extra lift of like publishing to npm and like dealing with all that nonsense they wrote it they're using it they hit a button it's public and now other people are are using it uh and so the composability so like that composability is really enabled by everyone sharing a runtime. That really helps that story. If like everyone's code was pinned to a different runtime and we had to uh, like run your code and then be like, oh, now you wanna run some code in a different runtime, let's spin up that runtime. You know, it, it, everything comes slower and more of a headache. So that's, that's part of why it's important that everyone share the same runtime for composability.
1: Yeah, that's an exciting feature. Um, and actually, like I, I'm just kind of jumping back almost to when you said about like GitHub and just kind of become this kind of like mass adoption. Um, I don't know if we said this on air, actually, but I think I feel like we've we've discussed it anyway. But to to get Valtown to be so big, I feel like it's it's like really hard, right? Like there's not many GitHub's, <laughs> there's not many, um, yeah. Like you were saying, it's just
0: GitHub and Replit. Like what other developer tool, maybe Code Sandbox now has like millions of users. Like what developer tool has millions of users? Maybe Hacker News, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's not many. And so I kind of wondered like how you're thinking about this. Cause I guess you've got to not just like do well, you've got to do like (laughs) astonishingly well. Like it's, so I wonder like how your approach is gonna be um, and how you see that happening. Yeah, uh,
0: so I guess it's a balance of like the do things that don't scale, uh, but like always keeping an eye on scalability. So like that's one thing that my investor like is always advising. He's like watching me really go above and beyond with customer service for like even non-paying users in the Discord constantly or on Twitter or wherever. And then he's like, okay, great, but like, how do we get move this from Discord into the product? How do we move this from you doing it on the product to like other Valtown? Users doing it to other ValTown users on the product, like we we want. So like people will come on on Discord and they'll share a cool Val. Great, but like how do we get how do we get people sharing vows on ValTown? How do we make cool vows rise to the top on ValTown? That's like one question. Then now I want to like comment on that Val, so I can comment on Discord. Or another common pattern is I'll want to give feedback, and so it's like too annoying to like give feedback in writing, so I'll fork their Val. Make the changes I want, and then send them a link to my forked file, which is great. But like that belongs in a comment on the platform, and then it like it the platform. And maybe there's like a way to denote, or maybe there's like a structured way to say like this is a pull request. It's like a fork and a pull request, and then like they can hit a button to accept the changes, and then I can be credited somewhere for like my contribution. You know, so in some ways, I am trying to like rebuild much of GitHub into ValTown. So like you know, you want to like, and maybe I'll start with comments. Like you want to submit an issue, submit a pull request, submit uh, a comment. I think maybe in the beginning, they'll all be comments, but, but one day you could imagine like a Val having separate issues, separate pull requests, separate branches. Uh, anyways, that, that, that's kind of further down the line, but, um, so, okay. So, so back to your question about like, how am I thinking about achieving like huge scale? So, um, ultimately what I what I think needs to happen is vows need to go viral the way GitHub repos go viral. And, and, and then they need to infect other people with a love of Val town, like they need to ambiently. And, and so this is like viral, like word of mouth, but like viral virality, and like the truest sense, uh, like people hear about Val because other people are using Val town. And then you sign up for Val you get into it, you make cool vows, those you end up on the front page of Hacker News, which infect other people, and and then the graph really does look like five percent every week because the more people who sign up, the more people who sign up because you know people keep making vows, which get other people to make cool vows. That that's the only way we could succeed, and we're not we're not there yet at all. Like we have a small n- number of people who are quite excited about it and use it a lot and tell people about it, but it's not it's not like uh, the mythical product market fit that i've seen in movies and and heard about uh, but yeah, we're working we're working on it
1: yeah that's that's so cool so do you spend more time at the moment on getting people to try it or do you spend more time on like making people want to like share it and all like, that how do you get think about getting vowels to go viral <laughs>
0: Yeah, there are, like, so many different directions. So one is, like, people who love Valtown, like, how do we get them to tell their friends about it and write blog posts about it and just, like, be evangelists? Uh, like, how do we get them to make cool vows that have a chance of going viral, get them to share those vows? Like, how do we get, like, the pro users to... um really love it and so that that involves things that aren't really growth activities like people want vim key bindings and so we added vim key bindings which like is not a growth activity but like people are tweeting about how like their vim our vim key bindings are like so exciting and like that's that's a growth thing you know so like i guess you know whatever whatever. i'm not inventing product-led growth but um uh like building a product that people love and love to talk about is like at the heart of of the strategy um but then of course, like when you share a vowel, it needs to be share worthy. Like how does the share image look? Uh, how, like when you land on a vowel, does it, is it explainable where you are, what it is? Are like all those little, are the, is the SEO for the page good? Like all, there are all these little details that you have to get right. Uh, a, a huge one is embedded valves. Like um, we've been, um Kind of limping along like you can embed a val it doesn't look great doesn't load fast but um i think like one d- way that we totally win is if um people showing off node libraries or api companies wanting to show off how to use their api if they're embedding us in their documentation or people writing blog posts explaining javascript concepts or like beginner classes are using valtown to teach beginner javascript that's also a huge way we could win uh but it that's just like a, a different lens on like ValTan that we haven't really put enough polish into that we need to. It's another area of growth. Uh, so a new thing we've been doing is every Thursday, um, the, the team is not allowed to work on ValTan the product. We all have to try and make Vals to go viral, uh, which is like a really fun, creative day. It's in some ways it's like the hardest day of the week. In some, in some days it's the most fun day of the week, but it's also hard because it's like, like I don't know, I don't know if you 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 ever put on like the viral cap of like, how do I make this go viral? Uh, <laughs> uh, or like, what's something that's intrinsically interesting to me and would be interesting to other programmers and could be built in Val ten in like a day? It, it, it's it's harder than like just adding a button that a user wants to to our product. Sometimes it's easier to like polish a product than it is to use the product in a creative way.
1: Yeah. Have you got better at that? Is there any like things that you've picked up? Like, okay. We haven't had a
0: VAL go viral really in a while. So we're not doing well (laughs) in terms of making VALs go viral. The the last one that went viral is that like Hacker News Follow one, which we branded not as a a VAL. We branded it as like an installable script. And so we, we keep experimenting and exploring this tension between a, a vowel, which is like a script, which is usable, uh, which isn't really like picking up. Like people aren't like that excited about VALs at the moment for some reason. But when we branded it as like a script with like an install button, so we just, all we did was change the install button to, a sorry, change the fork button to an install button. The behavior is the same. We just like changed the button, the call to action to install, uh, it did really well, um, so we we probably need to experiment more with apps. So that that's like definitely one angle that we haven't explored that well. That like we haven't explored that enough. Uh, like I would like vowels to go viral on their own, but but if people want apps, I guess we can give give the people apps.
1: <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well is like. There's some stuff you do that is like, you know, I I, I speak to a lot of dev tools, play around with a lot of dev tools and like largely a lot of things are familiar. There's like new things applied in different ways and solving different problems. But like when I tried out Valta on the first time and you may have changed this, um, but when I created my account, it was like a completely new experience where it was like I was just coding and signing up at the same, it was like my log, the login process or the ca- account creation process was like mm-hmm. in the code where I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did change this actually. Um, we, we brought back elements of
0: that uh, in like uh, in onboarding, but, uh, but yeah. So when we, when you first started with Valtown, um, like everything you'd want to do, like any setting you'd want to set would be like a JavaScript command in the in the code editor so like setting your handle was like a command like set handle and then you give it a string and it would set your handle or throw an error and you can change your handle you could you know it
1: It was really cool though i i I, it was so memorable and i think i like i'm sure i tweeted about it if i didn't i'd almost Mm. i I thought about tweeting about it and Mm. like why why did you get rid of it? Not saying you should bring it back. I'm curious about Yeah, yeah. Decided. Yeah, you're 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 making me think thinking you're like bring it back. It um
0: well if we ever if we brought it back, we would bring it back in, in like a, probably a, a faked way. Uh like it wouldn't the, basically the issue the issue was there were too many degrees of freedom and users just had errors signing up and and like that's just not what the bottleneck we want to be happening. Uh like we want the sign, yeah. Ultimately, like there are too many degrees of freedom. Like, like a sign up flow is a really specific kind of thing, and like having to teach people JavaScript as they're signing up to your product is like not the not the place to to do it. Like you want to like get them into your product, and they're signed up, they have an account, you have their email address, and now let's teach you the product while having you continue to set up your account. So, uh, like one of the ones that I'm excited about is uh so we we, uh here let me go to the tutorial and pull up the exact thing so step one in the tutorial is to create an api that's not very meta step uh three in the tutorial is console.email we teach you how to send yourself an email and the email we have you send is your own welcome email to valtown it's like hi welcome to valtown like here are some tips Uh, and you can like Click in and see like the HTML for that email is just another vow. and then uh, we 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 do it we do it again we do the trick again on the the, the next step the fourth step of the tutorial we show you how to schedule a function, and so we um have you schedule your own drip marketing campaign. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, <laughs> we have you like uh, yeah console.email send yourself like inspiration emails about like things you can do in Valtown and we have you have you scheduled to send it yourself an email every day and it's all customizable. You can have it send yourself an email every hour, every year, never again. Uh, you know, just just a little meta joke about uh, <laughs> what we'd like to do. and we're, we're going even further in this direction. But in less like cute, um, cutesy ways, like that one, like most people, I think will like unschedule right away because they're you know like I don't want this, this nonsense. Um, but ones we're really excited about that we're launching in a couple weeks is um, like anytime someone likes your val, anytime someone references your val, anytime your val throws an error, anytime your val is like hit via API for the first time, anytime your your val has like a spike in traffic, like there are all these times you do want to get notified. And so, uh, but like everyone wants notifications slightly differently. Uh, And so we could build like a really robust notification system that tries to get at most of these things, or we could build none of the, none of those things into the product and instead expose APIs to get at that data and then let you build poll jobs uh, to like run queries on our API to like detect your VAL through an error. Your VAL had new traffic, your VAL... Was liked. Your vow was referenced, uh, and then send you emails based on those things. And so, um, the idea is to like have a marketplace of notification vows that. Well, the marketplace is free, but like a mar- like, like a marketplace of ideas of VALs that like people, you know, sure, I want to get notified when my vowel errors, but like, I want an exponential back off to that. Like, I don't want to be notified every second. If it's, if it's erroring every second, I want, I want like to be notified the first time and then maybe every hour and then every day and then every week. And, you know, those fade off into the sunset. And so like the VAL time is perfect for this kind of like programmatic customization of notification emails. Uh, and so that like installing those into your account Will be part of the uh, tutorial. Like, hey, like we we think you want these like these six notification things. Like by default, like just press here to install them all. You can customize them later,
1: arbitrarily. It's code. Uh, that's very cool. So that's like an actual useful, like what people would consider like really useful, uh, and they can see how that works. That's very cool. Yeah. In, in general, like how do you think about like I know you're passionate about education um, and it feels like that's kind of a big challenge because there's lots of new stuff with Val. And I don't know, like if you, cause you're reaching so many people, a lot of people will, I guess, be like new to development maybe mm. as well. Um, and how do you think about that?
0: Yeah. My like medium term ambition is that someone will decide to build a learn to code interactive course on top of Valtown, like the long-term ambition is that there are hundreds or thousands of learn to code courses on Valtown where like maybe the course has embedded Vals that, that students can edit or interact with, or it links out to Valtown or just recommends Valtown as the place to write their JavaScript. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, I guess in the, in the real long-term I could imagine like somehow embedded in our product, like a whole course embedded in our product that we made that we kind of bless as like, here's a good way to learn JavaScript. But, but ultimately I I think it'd be better if we, if we give people the building blocks to build educational tools with Valtown and, and and we let other people write the actual content. We're just the evaluation engine. I I had someone reach out uh, and ask like, like, Hey, like I'd like to build a course with Valtown and use it as the evaluation engine. And we can like split the profits. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like you take all the profits from your course. Like you're just, you're, you're just advertising my platform. Like this is what I, <laughs> what I want. Like, you know, I, I don't need it. <laughs> like you're giving me, like you're turning all of your students into ValetSign users, which will like, w- like maybe a long time from now, like some of them will convert it in, like into, uh, into customers. Like I like to think about how long it took GitHub to make money on me. Like I became a GitHub user at 18 as a freshman in college and, I think the first, you know, I I went to work at companies that were also using GitHub. I didn't bring GitHub there, but I guess the company paid for my GitHub account. So I guess that's one way GitHub made money off of me. But really, like, I I don't know if you could count that. Like, the first time I gave GitHub money was GitHub sponsors, actually, which is hilarious. Uh, And now I have a company. And so I started paying for GitHub and then GitHub Actions increases. and, And now I'm paying GitHub, still very small dollars, but like, I'm paying GitHub plenty of money plenty and uh you know if the company scales i'll like, keep paying to GitHub, and and it, Valtown will be the same kind of company like w- i would love you to st- create your Valtown account when you're 14 years old and like for the first dollar we get from you to be when you're like 27 when you start your company like holy crap <laughs> that is a 13 year payback period but i think <laughs> like that's the kind of company i think Valtown is and and i'm happy with that
1: yeah that's that's awesome um we I don't we've not released it yet, but I did an interview with um, Brian Doogie, who was really early at GitHub, and I think he and, and also at Netlify, and I think they had mm. a lot of success with like working with boot camps and like
0: mm.
1: uh, do it, like literally just going there and helping doing workshops and showing that you can run code with Netlify I think was and, and I think they did a similar mm. with GitHub as well. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: I wonder if I should do workshops. I've thought about it, like go to hackathons, go to boot camps, do workshops. Yeah, I should, maybe I should tweet about it and and see if I could uh, get some invites. <laughs> that's my style. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh yeah. This, that's how you got this. Uh, well, we already knew each other, but I don't know why if we'd not done the podcast, but, um, what, one thing I wanted to ask as well is like you, org- like you founded future of coding, right? Um, it was podcast. Is a podcast. Big community. I just found out there's one in London. I actually didn't know that. Do you live in London? Yeah, I live in London. Wow, because <laughs> yeah, used to. I know you used to live in London, right? Yeah, you um, know, yeah. I have. Yeah. I had nothing to do with, um, or
0: like virtually nothing to do with the London Future of Coding meetup. Uh, Maggie Appleton runs it, and I, I hear like the best things. Like I have it every month, and it's like so well attended. They always have a waiting list. Yeah, I. I would love to to visit London and go one day.
1: Yeah, but it, it's kind of wild that you founded this thing that lives on <laughs> beyond you, which is, it is. really amazing. <laughs> yeah. but I wondered, like, uh, if uh, that whole experience, <laughs> if it if it gave you any, like, uh, I don't know, things that you learned that you kind of use without Valtown.
0: Yeah, well, um, it, it it is wild that it that it lives on without me sometimes I'll go to future of coding meetups and people want to know who I am. Uh, And I think that's lovely. One of the things that I, (laughs) so I'm, it's funny for me to manage a community. I I find often the the people who start and manage communities are like weird people. Um, And like in various ways. And like, one of the things that's weird about me is I'm not that social of a person and I'm not the sort of person who would hang out in a community Uh, but I have like started a lot of things. I've started a lot of communities that I run. Um, so I'm like, I find myself in the, in the role of like, I'm a person who runs a community, but not really someone who's part of communities. Uh, so I don't have the best intuitions for like what, how to run communities or like, but I, I, whatever, I figured it out both times. Um, like, I, I guess the thing you, you learn pretty quickly, uh, like, that you can't please everyone uh it's like it's a hard lesson but like uh, i remember like basically every day or every week in the future of coding people would bring up like can we move from slack to discord can we move from slack to whatever some other tool or can we like have a different style of communication and um like we'd run polls and it would just be like totally split like we literally can't please everyone. Like we just, like someone has to make a decision and I guess it's me. (laughs) And then like everyone else has to be like upset for forever. Like, like that was a hard thing for me to come to terms with, but I'm, I'm more at peace with that now. Uh, uh, like a big, a big community thing that, um, is contentious is like, are you a chat style? Are you a thread style culture? And so like one thing we have that I'm, I'm a big threads person. Like I like, if I could, I would like infinitely nestable threads, like kind of like Hacker News or Reddit. I would, I, I would, I my dream, and and one day someone will, will come up with it, is something that feels like a chat interface, like real time and not, like really all you need is notifications, and I guess real timeness and like typing indicators. I want like real timeness, typing indicators, notifications, like Discord and Slack, but infinitely nestable replies, like Hacker News and Reddit, I guess that's I'm kind of describing Twitter, and there is an alternate universe where Twitter or something like Twitter would be excellent for communities. Uh, Like like they tried it with Spaces, it just like didn't quite work. Uh, So, anyways, I I think there's there is an opportunity there. I know that that's what I want, and I've tried to make it in Discord. Like we have this auto threader bot. Like whenever you make a thread in our general channel, it like auto turns it into. Whenever you make a, a message, it auto turns it into a thread. And then, like people can reply in the thread to like encourage people to not just like reply at the top line and like message everybody. We try and keep things organized in conversations, which I think is great. Um, you know, I'd like the infinite reply, but whatever. I think it, it's fine to just have the one level nested. Uh, anyways, now I'm getting to the minutia
1: of, of managing a Discord. Yeah. Is it is it available in Valtown? The fr- auto threading.
0: That's a that's a project we we want to build. Um, I forget why I I think maybe because we don't support like long the WebSocket connections there, there might be an issue with what, like, uh, if you want it to happen immediately, I don't know if a combination of discord doesn't support the right things and valton doesn't support the right things for that to happen, unless you have the val running like every second, which we don't really support um we will soon valves running every second right now some like some vows i i'll have some of my valves like to run every second but that's not like what we want um right now the, the minimum is once every minute even if you're on the pro plan you know one day it'll be will allow you to run valves even more than once a second uh once a millisecond if you want whatever um scalability we'll get there but um we, one one Valtown bot that we have that that's really fun is as soon as you join the Discord, you'll get a DM from the a Valtown Slack uh, Valtown Discord bot. It's like welcome to the Valtown Discord. Here's a couple of tips. Uh, I was made on Valtown. View my source code here, you can click, and it'll take you oh, to, cool. to its own source code. So that's that's fun. We we try, as you get a sense of, to like use Valtown to welcome you to Valtown to show you how to use Valtown as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Okay, um, one very rogue question that may or may not make it into the <laughs> final <laughs> edit. Did you have you started this date me uh, mm. thing on Twitter? Could you t- or, or is it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah? It seems to be like very popular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy to, talk, happy to talk about date me docs. I, I would say I did not start date me docs, but I. I think I'm the world leading advocate for date me docs. Whenever uh, people write about them, that recently the New York times interviewed me about them. I'm like right at the top of the list of people to interview. Cause I have the database of all the, the docs. Um, I, I saw people sharing these date me docs. I made one. Um, I've gone on some dates from date me docs. I've like messaged women, they messaged me. It, it's, it's so a date me doc is a, a web, a public w- website. Uh, that's a, an earnest long-form dating profile, so it's like a, a Google Doc that you just make public, or a Notion Doc in my case that I've made public, and it just describes who I am and what I'm looking for in a relationship. Uh, and I saw people sharing these across the internet, um, and I, I figured that they should be centralized somewhere, so I made a Notion database and put them all in, and uh, put a, slapped a form on it. And now the, the URL is date me dot directory. Uh, I've made a bunch of vows actually about date me docs, uh, so, so like I, I made a vow to turn. Uh, the date me doc database into an RSS feed so you can subscribe to updates. You can also fork my Val. Uh, I have another val that you can fork that will just send you a console.email notification whenever there's a new date me doc entry. Uh, it, and then but like you don't want a date me doc notification whenever there's any new date me, like I want to get notification for every new date me doc because I think they're fun to read. But like if you want to filter by age, location, anything, just like I like I give you a couple of demos of how to do that in code because Valentine's a, you know a programming platform. So, uh, date me doc, yeah. So that's basically date me Docs. The recent maybe why you saw it in your feed recently is that the new drama is that this New, this new York Times article is happening. It seems uh, we still don't have a publication date, but um, there's a schism in the date me doc community where some people like me want as many eyeballs on their date me doc as possible because like they're looking for a unique snowflake and they want. Like as many eyeball, like they want as many like at-bats as possible. Like they want everyone to see their Date Me doc so that they can like recommend it to people who might be good for them. Uh, on the other hand, there are some people who are, it's, it's like a little bit too sensitive. Like they don't want like quite that much attention uh, on their Date Me doc. And so I've had uh, about a dozen people email me in the last day asking me to remove their doc from the directory because they don't want like New York Times level. Scrutiny on their docs, which totally understandable. Um, I I would like to believe, like like you know, if if I'm going to be a get on my high horse and talk about like the future of dating, I would like to believe that uh, it's a great thing, a great exercise to go through to like write a date me doc and like really get clear in words about who you are and what you're looking for. In the same way, I feel like it's like a resume. Like, think about, imagine if resumes didn't exist. And like, I started, and I, and I made like a long doc about like who I am, what ex- work experience I've had, wh- what kind of work experience I would like. And I started sharing around this like work doc, this like work with me doc. Uh, it would, like, I could see it like taking off as a little movement. Like, most people wouldn't do it. Some people would, some people would be like sensitive and shy about it. But like, ultimately, resume is one, like, like, it's a good protocol to have these documents that are like portable and shareable and uh, explain you. And and I think uh, the same should be true about dating. Uh, It shouldn't be like owned and centralized and like walled private garden, like dating apps, it should be like an open protocol that we all uh, maintain and, and share and whatnot. So
1: that's my, that's my side project. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And obviously, like all of the tech that needs need needs to power these like, uh, date me docs should be built in Valtown, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I guess in theory, I could move more and more of it over to town Like right now it's like a notion. Yeah. It's like a notion website, but in theory, yeah. yeah, in theory, it should be a Valtown website, even like the domain. Like I should, like we don't even have, um, custom domains on town Like, you know, we'll give you a subdomain. Uh, like it could be like Steve Krauss dash date me directory dot Val dot run. But, um, like true, like uh, domain forwarding kind of thing. Uh, Nobody's asked for that yet. Uh, I'm I'm excited for someone to ask for that because I I think it'll be, you know, we definitely need that feature
1: soon-ish. So I'm excited to build that one day. Yeah, amazing. Um, Okay, Steve, I think that's all we've got time for. Um, But yeah, thanks so much for joining. And uh, yeah, if anyone's listening, interested, val.town, go check it out. And Steve Krauss on Twitter, right? Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining, Steve. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, everyone, for listening.